In their rush to the airport, the McAllisters overlooked one minor detail. Now, his parents are in a panic. Somebody pick up. Two burglars are in trouble. We notice your ring there. And Kevin is in heaven. Home Alone. Rated BG. Starts Friday, November 16th at theaters everywhere. Oh, this this one should be good. This is the uh, Christmas edition of Serial Viewers. I'm joined by Toby and Alex, as per usual. You love Christmas, don't you? I can hear it in your I'm, voice. I'm no man. I, last year was the first time I fully embraced Christmas. Yeah. The world's changing. Yeah, man. I didn't like Christmas for years. And last year, I uh, got the help of Tim Allen to help me. <laughs> what like did you do with Tim Allen? <laughs> we smuggled lots of drugs ah. into the country. Oh, that would do it. Snow. Uh Oh, that was painful. Because <laughs> cocaine. Yeah, yeah, cocaine and snow and it's Christmas. And Tim cocaine Allen. And... Uh, Tim Allen, yeah, Tim Allen, the notorious drug smuggler. <laughs> I love how that's not mentioned enough. That Buzz Lightyear literally used to get a buzz on. With the snow. <laughs> yeah, with the snow. Is there a Christmas themed... Uh, oh, yeah, the end of Toy Story is Christmas themed, isn't it? Wow, a puppy! So Toy Story uh, is a Christmas yeah. film. Yeah, wow. It's more oh, of a Christmas oh. film than Die Hard, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, actually, fair enough. They actually acknowledge it's Christmas. Well, no, Die Hard, you got the have a ho, 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 I have a machine gun. or Now like I have that. a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. Ah, right. Sorry for misquoting Well, you. they even write it down on his T-shirt with I, blood, so you know I haven't watched Die Hard in a few years because I didn't want to, like, rinse it. Cool. So. so before I storm out the room, shall we carry on with... Yeah, of course, man. Jeez. So, Home Alone. What Do you guys like Home Alone? I really like this is a yeah. this is a treasure for me this film I watched I remember my mum saying to me what you haven't seen Home Alone and I'm like mum you're like the only person I know you should know that I haven't seen Home Alone <laughs> well, surely that's her responsibility to show you Home well, Alone no this is why I found it weird as a child that she was so shocked I hadn't seen Home Alone Come on, that and I resembled Macaulay Culkin as a child oh, good so you. this film was quite yeah and I also ended up Falling into a life of vices. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it was just like it was him. very vicey. Oh. Yeah, it I don't was. want to go too much into that because, like, bless McCauley, he's really come a long way. And, oh, yeah, you know, he's, he's doing it right now. He's yeah, he's... star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, no, so. I saw all of that, and he, like, paid a tribute to his family about it yeah. and everything. And to be, to be honest, it's about fucking time. Like, when you get one a bit sooner, like, when he was Richie Rich... Macaulay Culkin. Like made a nice peak. photo. Yeah. Peak yeah, it took him Macaulay a bit of Culkin. Time. They, they even brought out a uh, Home Alone uh, reference advert. I think it's to do with BT or Fiber or something like that. But uh, Macaulay Culkin is actually in this new advert from 2023. You guys should check it out sometime. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Of all the things I'm about to do with my life, such as waste away into obscurity, <sighs> I think I can perhaps make some time for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw the, like, follow-up. They made, like, a joke sequel where he ends up, like, murdering someone that he tells the story about, like, how it screwed him up as a child and he's gone through all this trauma. There's also a really cool fan theory, right? Right. That Kevin McAllister grows up to be John Kramer in the Saw franchise. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Right, and I've always liked that and would like to believe that that is the genuine continuity. It's canon. Jesus, that's, fri this. that's frightening. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? 
<laughs> Toby, what what do you make of Home Alone? Well, I got. Does it touch you? Um, like Michael touched? No, Macaulay. <laughs> no, Macaulay was rather adamant at the trial in two thousand and five. No, this I know. Case. Um, so I saw Home Alone for the first time at the age of twenty three. Because likewise, a mate of mine came round. You get high. You've never seen Home Alone? Oh my God, man. We've got to watch Home Alone. And you watch it and you realise that you grew up with every other fucking movie that Home Alone was inspired by throughout your childhood. So now a lot of people getting hit in the balls and, you know, the kind of, go get that kid, is kind of passe for me at least. But um, it is my understanding that if I say that in public, I'm apparently a bad person. No, you're just really late to the party. Yeah, It didn't really feel like a good party. Like, everyone had already eaten the food. There were no chicks about. I don't really feel good for being here, to be honest. But you know what? It's a, it's a good Yeah, you, you you got there in the end. That's all that yeah. matters. You finished the race. So. What I'm going to fucking say, right, is that you lot get me watching this film. And at the start of the film, it says directed by Chris Columbus. Yeah. And there's a film this guy made in 2002, yeah, where this kid goes into the fucking sewer with a sword and slash up a giant snake. And you're telling me we couldn't have fucking watch that. I don't know what film that is. That's got a Christmas scene and then some. I'm like 100% sure there is a film podcast dedicated to Harry Potter. No one's ever told me about this. I'm sure there is. Uh, Have you ever just gone on Spotify and typed in Harry Potter and then searched under podcast? Well, I haven't. Because I just (laughs) assume there is nothing I would like. Well, well, it's just want to do less. It's just a bunch of fucking like middle class (laughs) chicks talking about how bad J.K. Rowling is now. Like that's the conversation. Well, I'm sure there are people literally just talking about Harry Potter without any politics. You know, they do. do you know they, they are? I, the, 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 the I, I, I genuinely think if you just go on Spotify and were to type in Harry Potter, click the podcast column, yeah. you, know, you would probably find hundreds, maybe even thousands of Harry Potter things. Oh, definitely. Right. Give me a week, fellas. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I was looking at is it's also John Hughes. Yes. yes. It's yeah. a John Hughes movie. It's got two Johns on it. It's got John Williams and John Hughes. John Williams smashes it out of the park. He kills it. When does he not? Yeah, that was what I was going to follow up with. Like, John Williams is flawless as a film composer. I actually think it's because of this. And his Scar Band, his secret Scar project. What, the Star Wars Cantina Band? Yeah. (laughs) No, no, John Williams does not have a Scar Band. (laughs) I'm taking you seriously. I just thought for a minute there that I could let that one slide through and maybe people would actually believe me. I did believe it. That's why we've... (laughs) Run around in well, circles. I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. But John Hughes seems to have some sort of Christmas fetish. Why do you say that? Was it Chris Columbus? Both Chris Columbus has a Christmas fetish. Yeah. I think it's Chris Columbus because he did wrote Gremlins. Well, helped write Gremlins because oh. I know that's a Joe Dante movie, isn't it? Yeah. And Spielberg had his like, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you've got uh, Jingle All the Way, which is possibly the worst Christmas film alongside Ah. Deck the Halls. So that one I only saw a couple of years ago and the first time I watched Jingle All The Way I actually really liked it. I like Sinbad. I I watched it it one year later and I was like, man lockdown was on that dark Toby, man. What were you thinking? My problem is it's all about like consumerism. It's like you can only buy and win the love of your child by getting them a Turbo Man doll. No, I think the message of the film at the end is ultimately that the real hero was his dad all along, and he's happy with that. Yeah, but he still gets a fucking Turbo Man doll. No, he gives it to Simbad. <laughs> and and that, oh, does he give it to Simbad? Yeah. Oh, he, he does yeah. give it to Simbad, yeah, yeah. 
Do you, have you ever heard this theory about uh, the movie Shazam, which doesn't exist, that we all think existed, starring Sinbad, and it's actually a film called Kazam, starring... Um... Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, oh, God! Right. Yeah, have, you yeah, guys, yeah. have you guys seen this fucking movie, no, Kazam? No, I don't want to. That is exactly the right attitude, Alex. <laughs> is it that bad? It's one of the worst spendings of a morning I've ever had in my life, and trust me, I have spent some wasteful mornings. Oh, mate, I don't disbelieve that. So, for once on this panel, I'm, I'm, am I right in saying that I'm in agreement that we all like this film? We're a panel now, by the way. We're it's a like panel. Oh, we're a panel. Yeah, yeah. we're uh, a panel. I can get used to being a panel. <laughs> so, so we all like this film, right, yeah, guys? I, yeah. I, I, yeah, for the first time, we might actually agree on a film no, between I the think, three of us. I think you lot, it's all nostalgia, whimsy, wonder. Oh, I'm alone in the 90s, oh, Christmas in there. For me, it's like, you know, the film is, is there. I may watch it again later on in my life. I probably will because it's an iconic film. Um, does it move me and make me feel like, yes, this is the season? That imitation earlier, that doesn't sound like me, by the way. So I take offense to that. No, it was pretty accurate from where I'm standing. Um, no, Where's think, your Christmas spirit, Toby? There are, there are other ways of achieving Christmas spirit. Such Alcohol? As, Alcohol, but you can also go to church on Christmas evening and give thanks to the love and for the love of Jesus Christ. Of course, of course. So, <laughs> this film starts in a weird, chaotic way, doesn't it? Well, does it? <laughs> I mean, he's just in that house and they're all running around because they're fuckers and I hate yeah, them like, all. Have, have you ever been in a situation like that in Christmas where all of your family members are just running around crazy in the evening? I think that these... Parents are really crap at parenting. I think they're all awful people. They're all fucking awful No, they're terrible people. people. The only redeeming parent is his mum. And even then she, yeah, Catherine O'Hara's character, Kate Kate McAllister, who's actually the only one that you have a shred of empathy for. I like her. I think that's mainly due to the performance as well. Yeah, I think someone else could have picked this script up and like butchered it. Really unlikable, yeah. And, uh, you got Uncle Frank, who is genuinely oh. the most awful human being on earth. Right, you lot were talking about fucking agreeing on something, yeah? We're talking about agreeing together as a fucking panel. Yeah. We can agree, yeah? Fuck Uncle Frank. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck Uncle Frank. Freeloading, nasty bully. He also smells them. You can smell the booze on him through the fucking TV screen. <laughs> He's gone through their entire liquor cabinet. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's an alcoholic. Piece of shit. That, that wouldn't surprise me at this, right? Peter McAllister seems pretty dodgy as well. I'm telling you now, that man is an organised crime boss. So, Irish McAllister family, yeah? What part of town are they? Are they from New York or Boston? Where are they from originally? Well, it's interesting you should say that because John Hurd, uh, actually, the actor who plays Peter McAllister, was whacked by the Irish Mafia. Is that how he died? No, how- he just died of a heart attack in 2017. But <laughs> So that's what I heard at the time. He also, I didn't know this, that he actually slapped Melissa Leo... Between filming Home Alone 1 and 2, which makes Were his, like... together? S- well, I'm gathering so, uh, but, but like, the fact that he's supposedly a scumbag in our theory, because we, we, we think he's complete trash. Yeah, he's amazing. Like, they've got this lovely house. He can frivolously leave his gar- garage doors open without batting an eyelid. Yeah. He pays $122, well, gets his wife to pay $122 for pizza. No, he, they're rich as fuck, man. He is... But what do they do? 
Yeah, no, I've, it raises so many questions what he's up to. And it's never even established what his, his actual occupation is. is, isn't it? I, I, I like the Irish mobster idea, but I would be like, he's their accountant. I'd Something like that. Yeah, because yeah, no, I don't think he gets hands right. actually dirty. No, but you see the way he carries himself, like nothing over the course of the film seems to face him at all. Oh no, and there's also like um, he's seen some shit. There's yeah. the there's that even one of his first like lines in the entire film between Joe Pesci where he sees a police officer and goes, Oh, am I under arrest or something? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, mm, that's a bit, uh, a bit too serious. Yeah, it's a bit on the nose. You won't know it unless you look for it. <laughs> so yeah, so that that intro is 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 a bit crazy and it just goes to show that Nobody actually li- listens to Kevin during this opening. He's trying to go to his mom, his dad, all his other siblings to try and get help, saying that he can't pack this, this and that. And everybody's just treating him like the little kid that he Yeah, is. doesn't his sister, like, turn around to him and call him incompetent in French? I feel like at this point, <laughs> like, we should talk about how the NSPCC are providing a way out for children just like Kevin, who grew up in such families well, in the real world. this turned into an advert? No, because I was, I was watching that shit and thinking... Kevin is the only decent human. He's like the kid in Night of the Hunter almost. It's like he's the best moral <laughs> character in the film. The rest of the family, I can't think of enough violent ways for them all to die. Well, I actually think that is one of the one problems with the entire plot. That they remain living well, at the no, end. No, <laughs> not necessarily. I think that Uncle Frank doesn't get any sort of comeuppance. He should. He just kind of disappears. Yeah, he does his like bad deeds and then he goes away. Well, right? you never see him ever again yeah. until the second one where he hasn't changed at all and he's still a massive prick. Yeah. Well, maybe Uncle Frank isn't their real uncle. Maybe he's the head of the crime family. Ooh. Nah, he's he's such a sponging yeah. freeloader. <laughs> like, he even gets on the plane and turns to his wife. He's like, steal these salt and pepper shakers. Yeah, yeah, no, Uncle Frank is probably going to get whacked in the mid-90s. That's why he's not in Home Alone 3. He also runs away. Well, the, most of them are. None of them are. And then in Home Alone 4, where they just recast the entire family. <laughs> because <laughs> TV show. And, and um, Marv is recast. Not Marv. Yeah, Marv. Daniel what? Stern's character, really? Marv, is By brought who? back. Um, they put French Stewart in the role. Oh. But French Stewart is dressed like Harry. They've given him a beanie and, like, a shaved look. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, no, you shouldn't feel in any way. I'm I'm advising you never to watch Home Alone 4, which I found out was meant to be a pilot for a TV show. A TV show? Which which baffles me, because... Jesus. What happens every episode? Like, do they have a different set of criminals? (laughs) Do the triads turn up in one episode? Maybe Ah. at the start of the series, the front door just gets, like, removed. (laughs) And the series one arc is them trying to figure out how to get another front door (laughs) while every motherfucker on the street just walks in and has a go. That's worth taking up. It's just Kevin alone. Just Kevin. That's worth taking up 25 minutes. Kevin has to spend the whole of the first season improving his family security and the twist at the end <laughs> is that he gets put up for adoption in the first place oh, and so I now like season two kevin has to break into his own fucking house and it's all fucking game over you know oh what? man we should have made this show ourselves we should yeah. we should have come up with it <laughs> we should uh, uh, you get uh the the big thing about the chaotic family alex that really baffles me mm. is 
surely Joe Pesci would have had way more luck, like, dressing up as a child and then robbing them then and there. Oh, he would have fit in like a glove, man. They don't. They barely notice there's a policeman in their house. I mean, who opened the fucking door in the first place? Because the film opens up and he's already standing in the hallway. Yeah, he's there. Who <laughs> Who would have opened it up for him? And be like, oh yeah, cop. Yeah, just come stand here and then just carry on going on with what they. How many times does a copper turn up at their fucking house? That <laughs> another one shows up and they're just used to. Oh yeah, there's a cop there again. Oh yeah, fuck it. Was he? Ah oh, no, someone ask him. Every day. Do you reckon that's why Peter McAllister's so like the Kevin James meme with his hands and his pockets? <laughs> just like, what? Am I arrested? Like, oh. It's a regular occurrence at this point. And the doesn't pizza mean. boy's standing there. The pizza boy does get let in, doesn't he? Like, you do see the pizza yeah, boy enter. You see the pizza boy Cause, enter. Because the policeman's just like, oh, good luck. Well, does he say the uh, pizza boy's like, oh, is this your house? He's like, no, the same And he's house. like, well, you're just here for the holidays. And he's like, you could. You could say something like that, wink to the camera, because he's a bad guy. Yeah, and he's gonna end up like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the plot of the film. I noticed it this time watching it that his um, tie has a little tie clip with a gun on it. Oh, yeah. See that I didn't notice. Yeah, that went right over my head. I was just like, well, you know, I'm mm. I'm I'm in England, and when we think of <laughs> Policemen in America, they like guns. They so, like to shoot people. I, would you bat an eyelid at that, or well, is that I, just sinister or part of the costume? I think it was very much the style of the era because if you think <laughs> as well, Ronald McDonald at the time is covered in the golden arches. Oh, Why? Yes. Because McDonald's, that's what he's about. That's you know him. what I mean? Yeah. So maybe it was just like at the time, cops felt they needed to just wear loads of guns on their person. So they're like, yeah, police. I could get behind that. Um, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. I really don't like Buzz in this film. Oh, oh I've never bully. wanted to bully a kid he harder in my life. Like, he's, he's one of those though, where, you know, you bully kids who are like massively insecure and have loads of issues yeah. themselves, yeah. like project their bullying onto others. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting with Buzz. Like he has a tiny dick. His girlfriend is ugly. She's even played by a boy. Although, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what? Oh, yeah, so this is a thing. So they didn't want any young actress to be put in a film and everyone to be like, oh, yeah, so that's Buzz's ugly girlfriend. Right. So they got a little boy and put a wig on him and said, yeah, that's Buzz's girlfriend. Are you serious? Yeah, and the kid nowadays is actually in shape and everything. So, like, <laughs> no, nobody lost from that situation. Fair play. Nobody yeah. lost, all was gained. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the one thing that Buzz does bring up, which obviously opens up an interesting... Um, side point is uh, about old the story about old man Marley. Oh, old oh, man Marley, yes. who's yeah. just some sweet little old man. Yeah, who's got his own time. problems, has a life of his own. That's a re- that's quite a good, interesting thing, though. Kids don't ever think that you know adults have more things going on. You you assume your teachers like live at school and don't have any lives or any problems. Yeah. When well, you grow up and you meet some teachers, and um, only about half of what you said is true. What, that they uh, live at school? They live at school, but they still have problems. We, I mean, everybody has My problems. teachers didn't... My sister's a teacher. She doesn't sleep under a desk. I mean, have you seen her sleep recently? <laughs> no, because that sounds really creepy. <laughs> there you go. There you why, go. Why would I want to watch my... Do you watch your sister sleep? No, but my sister's not a teacher. <laughs> How the fuck do you know? She could be sleeping at school and working as a teacher. Uh, well, that's not what my parents uh, said. And you're... <laughs> <laughs> the plot has thickened my friend into a very thick know? sauce. 
So yeah, Buzz, we don't like him. We don't. Like- That's actually how the conflict kind of starts because he makes fun uh, of Kevin for uh, eating his cheese pizza, which he gets. Oh yeah, he's like going to regurgitate right? it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and then you know Kevin goes and pushes him, and every, every chaos ensues. In the but this house. is how I know that the McAllisters don't have any black friends because if, if Kevin did, yeah, yeah, then he'd bring one friend round after school, and, and his him. brother. Well, no, he'd do that hopefully, but he would um, actually. I'm not sure who's smacking who. That why did I agree to that? <laughs> The um, black kid's gonna beat up Buzz. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that is a stereotype. A really that is a stereotype. <laughs> you know, um, but no, he points out this very a black kid in, in the suburbs of Chicago it in is a Chicago, John Hughes right? film. Imagine that. No, they live on the other side of Chicago. Um, <laughs> no, but you go into Buzz's room and he's got iced tea, Michael Jordan, just bare black man. You just go to Kevin and be like, "I think your brother might be a wigger, Kevin." <laughs> like, what's that? Is like. So it's this thing that's kind of really funny. And if you make fun of someone in public, everyone else will laugh at them. So if you want to get back at your brother, yeah, just take him to the mall and tell all the black kids what he's got on his wall and see how long he lasts. That sounds mad dark. I know Buzz is a bad guy, but... I think he's almost like one of those evil white people that fetishizes black people. Because I can imagine Mm. Buzz growing up to be wearing like MAGA hats and stuff. The biggest tell for me is his room. He has that, like, chest in his room, right? Which has all... You know when you get those um, those memes on the internet of, like, rave starter pack, dickhead yeah, starter yeah. pack? Yeah. Yeah. Buzz's is, like, an incel starter pack. He's got <laughs> firecrackers, porn. His haircut. He's got a gun. He's His got, haircut. He's got a haircut. It's the tarantula on that the, list Tarantula's well. mega fucked up. Like, what kid has a pet tarantula? <laughs> Kevin, I'm going to feed you to my tarantula. That's probably why he's a bully. Get out of the head. Why? Because he's just... Because he's a fucking dweeb. <laughs> I've actually got that in my nose. Fucking dweeby kid has Michael Jordan and Ice-T on his wall. Yeah, he is a dweeb. He's a fucking it? dweeb. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that chaos all happens. And obviously, this leads to um, Kevin getting sent to the attic by yeah. his mom. I think that's a metaphor, For being what? sent to the attic. What's that a metaphor for? Uh, capitalism. I don't know. Move on. <laughs> I mean, it's just a mom telling off her son. Yeah, but you could get like spiritual with this shit, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Because of John Hughes and, you know, the Ravenite fantasy, yeah. Yeah, because that's something that's interesting about every John Hughes movie Mm -hmm. is he he apparently lives in a bubble, (laughs) this this middle to upper class bubble in which, like we said, there are no black people. And he was always very careful. He wasn't, like, I don't think the man was a racist, far from it. But he was always very cagey about his political beliefs because, like you said, Stefan, uh, no one's pouring a John Hughes film, and when they are, it's a key part of their character, like uh, John Bender in um, Breakfast Club. Mm, True. You know what I mean? Like, no one's ever just having a bad time financially. Ferris Bueller's house is womp. The Even his friend Cameron. 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 Cameron's got a fucking Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah, I'm in start- a glass I'm, case. I'm starting that, to that, see. The yeah, that living room is essentially a glass you case. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, who the fuck puts a car so close to like the biggest hazard ever? Man, you know they're always like bringing back nostalgic movies. They should do a spin-off about Cameron's dad. Just making the most <laughs> psychotic <laughs> fucking Cameron and Cameron and Peter McAllister are 
Cameron's dad and Peter McAllister are involved in oh, some shady They work yeah. together. They're partners. Why is that not Home Alone 3, where they then go and do it to some other kids? Well, <laughs> Matthew Broderick was too busy being a cartoon lion at the time, I guess. Uh, it all well, worked out, didn't yeah. it? Unpopular so, opinion, I'm not really a big fan of The Lion King. Really? Yeah, I think Simba's a prick. Wow. You know, when you said you didn't want any silent pauses in this podcast, Stefan, you have just engineered more silent pauses because I respect you too much to answer that honestly and thoughtfully. Hey, you like films that I hate and I never say anything. Yeah, but I'm correct and you're wrong. There's a difference. Oh, really? Yeah. Is, I think, I think you more... just outed yourself as a narcissist on our podcast. <laughs> no, I'm no, right, I'm... you're wrong. You're <laughs> small, I'm big. You're, you're the um, buzz of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Nah, 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 no. Um... What have you got in your room? A tarantula? No, I have two mirrors either side of myself so I can see the back of my head at all times. <laughs> That's terrible. Yes. What a bad guy you are. Yeah. All, all he does... Oh, uh, the, with that bit, because mm. it's interesting you bring up before he goes to the attic. Yeah. It's really... Like, this is my alternative title for Home Alone is a series of convenient events. Really? There's a whole stack of passports on the counter they get spilt on. Yeah. And Peter manages to... Also, they're probably fake passports because it's Peter McAllister, yeah. right? and there are way too many of them. And he manages to only pick up that Kevin's one with the napkin and throw it in the bin. Mm. Suspicious. Because that's one of the... Like, the whole thing is there's all these little things that facilitate Kevin being abandoned plausible but are yeah. extremely, like implausible and there's a specific camera shot of that when it happens like you mentioned it zooms in on like, yeah it's got a close-up of the bin yeah, hasn't it the bin when it goes in so can we talk about the spaghetti pot on the counter because no. every time it's in shot i just find myself looking at it and thinking how long has that spaghetti been there is it being used do they use it so regularly that it's a cornerstone or a centerpiece i should say of the family kitchen. I mean, it's probably... Are you cooking spaghetti tonight, Stefan, because of that pot of pasta? I actually am. I had a fucking feeling! I think you can answer that question better. Like, look at African our African households. Don't we always have, like, a, a massive, like, stove, like, pot? On a stove the, or a pot? A, st a stove pot. A stove pot. A pot stove. Okay. On the, <laughs> on the uh, you know, on the gas, you know, for cooking jollof, cooking all of our traditional dishes... That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, so okay, how dare man. you chastise this? I'm trying to do the Afrocentric thing of backing you, even though I think my mum made more pasta than fucking jollof rice oh, <laughs> as a kid. That's a, that's a conversation to have at another time. It is. Um, so, so you, Kevin, and then it was also one thing I, I, I noticed is uh, Fuller. Who's yeah. Fuller? Fuller, his, his cousin that wets the bed the that Pepsi he's got to go sleep with. Oh, Yes. That that came out badly, <laughs> uh, but that's um Kieran Culkin, that's uh, yeah. Macaulay's brother, isn't it? Of Succession fame, yeah, Succession of Scott Pilgrim fame. fame. Thank you very much. Oh, is he in that as well? Uh, yeah, he's he's, he's oh, his brother. Yeah. Is is it also? Hasn't Macaulay got another brother called Rory that's in Signs? I haven't seen Signs. Neither have I. Never no. seen the no. cinematic masterpiece, the M Night Shyamalan. Uh, you know, magnum opus, which is signs. All right, Chris Stockman, you want to talk to us about signs? Every fucking Chris oh Stockman mate, video, yeah, I forgot like, he brings. Hey man, do you want to talk him. about signs? <laughs> oh, we love him. We love Chris. But um, no, signs is no signs is just a movie that's 
actually, sign of the times. Nah, it's actually got some good moments, but yeah, when you look back on it, you kind of go, well, that's very silly. Something just like this film, though. So I guess it's kind of got comparisons. Yeah, this film is designed to be silly. I feel. Oh God, yeah, and that it really descends that in the last, like, especially into the last half hour. Now they wake up late. Yeah, like do, 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 yeah. Which, by the way, is that the song or is it John Williams doing kind of um, a version of it, or yeah, like or a homage or something? I Can't don't know. Remember. I was a couple of cans in. It felt like it, it, it kind of felt like that when you listened to it, though. But I feel like with a piece of music like that, because it's classical and it's well old, and there's like no you can royal, get away with it. You yeah. can get away with it, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But yes, and they've got what like. That's what. That's actually the most unrealistic thing in this entire movie. How they managed to board a plane in forty minutes. Yeah. Get to the airport Drive and board a plane. Hair. Yeah. I'll be honest with you guys. I've always had an anxiety going to the airport with my family that I would be in the McAllister's situation where we're running for a flight that we damn well know we have no actual chance of making. I've always been frightened of that. Am I the only one? So that actually it's happened to me. A very relatable scenario. That I mean, actually yeah. happened to me on yeah. Christmas morning, twenty nineteen. Because I was staying overnight at the airport hotel. I was going out to see my dad in Spain. Mm. Um, and I had Guinness instead of coffee that morning for energy. Ended up running, like run fat boy run. You know, Spencer Davis group keeper running was in my head. Uh, and I did make the flight. That's good. No, I coughed my lungs out and I threw up on the plane. That's not good. I mean, it was character building. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Kevin's experience in Home Alone. Yes, but I didn't have the know-how to do the Skyfall thing and just booby trap everything. I just ran. Well, that's actually the thing. I actually thought one of my, like, criticisms or things I find really hilarious is how Skyfall turns into Home Alone. This was the common criticism of the, at the time. And watching Home Alone again, it just drives the point home even more because there are extended sequences of them setting up booby traps then they wait for them and you're kind of thinking, yeah... Yeah, Skyfe. Yeah, Skyfe. Sky Home Alone. Oh, that, here's a theory. Mm. James Bond is actually Kevin McAllister. I knew, I knew that was coming. No, I, no, I, I, hate, I hate everything about that. Because that kid is savvy. Like, <laughs> he, he is. could grow up to be one of James the best Bond. secret agents in the he world. He could, but I resent the implication that James Bond is American. I think that's deeply offensive. <laughs> And has no place in this conversation. Well, listen, maybe he moves to the UK, develops a that UK age, That's not the Fleming backstory. <laughs> the, that, at that age, you know, these things do happen. You, you do, you know, if you're early enough, you could lose that American accent. What, you just yeah, suddenly yeah, move, exactly. you move to Glencoe. Also, it's Chicago, like, you, you get like a transatlantic accent. It's not like he's from, you know, Texas, where it's going to be almost impossible to uh, lose that accent you are arguing against <laughs> 70 years of ian fleming canon <laughs> oh, i don't, I don't want to go down this road Do you, you know don't I, i'm i just i realized the can of worms that i have opened no it's a tub trying to debate that kevin McAllister grows up to be james bond it's a tub of and it was words. actually meant to be a joke <laughs> But you oh, know, oh. I, I wasn't like a hundred percent fucking serious. <laughs> nah, but I mean, it's like a race joke. Do you know what I mean? It could go here or there, success-wise. It's it's okay because he's a white blonde boy. He is blonde. Well, can I tell you guys where Kevin goes? Absolutely nowhere. Because as the family, might I add, are getting on the flight, parents and uh, brothers and sisters getting on the 
Mitch Biz- Murphy. Private, right? Mitch Murphy. <laughs> but Mitch Murphy is the catalyst. Yeah. Mitch Murphy, who asks the strangest questions to the airport drivers and then gets included in the headcount. Headcount boy. Headcount yeah, headcount boy. Him, Sorry, I've, I actually listened out because he says when he meets the one of the drivers, he goes, hi, I'm Mitch Murphy. What kind of <laughs> mileage does this truck get? And I remember thinking, this kid is really strange. He's like, bring me back something from Paris. He might be going places in life. You're confident at that age, man. You're opening your own doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that kid's that kid's gonna grow up to be a salesman. You know what I mean? I got that vibe. From Literally, him. he'll yeah. sell he'll sell houses on that street. Hi, Mitch Murphy. <laughs> um, yeah, like you can see the little side of the bench, like a, park, a bus stop bench with a with you a know like the post yeah. sign on it with him like I could sell your house today, Mitch Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you were saying they get uh, they they go first class. Yeah, is it, I think it's business class. Business, business. First yeah. class. They are topping up champagne frequently. That's what made me wonder as well. I couldn't tell. You know, it's a bit like how Virgin and BA. You know, Virgin doesn't have first class; they have upper class. Different mm. airlines have their own things. You know, so this Do they literally call it upper class. Yeah, that sounds... Virgin Atlantic is upper class, not That's first class. Patron. That sounds really like well, the upper class fashion. It's Very not good. quite first class. It's actually more like business and f- like. It's actually more like business and first kind of smashed together. So right. it's actually a bit more egalitarian, even though it's called the complete opposite. But why are they there? And the kids are all the way back in like a corner. Peter McAllister. It's all yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Kind of it goes things. back to him being a, a crime <laughs> Lord, well, he love his kids. Money laundering scumbag who puts his kids in economy class. Oh, what a prick. Because it, it's, it's that thing where the, he's more than happy to blow money left, right and... But oh, I also didn't notice this on a rewatch. It's his like siblings' place in Paris. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's his he, brother's place, he, isn't it? It's his brother's place because he calls up the Murphys again, Mitch Murphy's dad, mm. and he's on the phone to him and he's like, "Hi, oh, could you check in on Kevin? I don't think you're around for the holidays. We're at my brother's place in Paris. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you think it's? Potentially also a sequel to The French Connection and they're just Ooh. getting all their drugs out of Paris into Chicago, Jesus. New York, and that's what Peter McAllister's connection is. That'd be a lot cooler. You get Popeye Doyle turn up. And that's the why they have final to act and accidentally shoots one of his own policemen instead of Peter McAllister. He could shoot Buzz. <laughs> he, could, he could shoot Buzz by accident and then we'd all be happy. No, Uncle Frank. Right. No, Uncle Frank and Buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I like that. Uncle Same Frank. bullet. Buzz needs to die. Yeah, oh, maybe maybe Buzz has a redemption arc at the end where he jumps in front of Uncle Frank, but it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. And as Buzz is beating out, we still get to laugh at him. Exactly. Uh, Merry Christmas. So um, yeah, so Kevin Kevin wakes up, realizes that his, he's made his family disappear, and he's gassed. This yeah, kid is over, this kid's over the moon. You know what that shit reminded me it. of? You know when he dies around the house. Yeah, it's like when your mum would go to Nigeria in your late teens. Yes. For like two weeks. Yes, I can free totally house. relate to you that. You're free house in your late teens and you've just started drinking. Yeah, and you're like, okay, cool. I can have some fun with this. I wish I shared in that. I, re- <laughs> I remember all the times that Barbara Kopchinska went to Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> Are they There's fond of her? many trips. Are they fond of her in Sapele? Um, uh, yeah, it does, does the typical thing, right? Where you, you, you know, you're home alone, so you... 
you, 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 well, you, you fuck about basically. Yeah, you you eat all the true. bad. You engage in the fact that you have the greatest metabolism on earth and eat all the shit in the house, which they always seem to be able to do. I had to go at people at McDonald's the other night about this at two a.m. Yes, because you did. They were yeah. all really skinny, and I was like, "How'd you do it?" Kevin McAllister. Yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah, because then later on you see him like doing his hair in the bathroom, and that kid looks like he's never had a meal in his life. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> malnourishment. But that could play into the McAllisters being a really abusive family. I can believe that. I can definitely <laughs> believe that. And they've got so much crap in their house. They've got so much. Like, he's he's got mental. It's, it's, fucking Buzz has a stash of Twinkies in his chest. Bush yeah. has a... Bush? 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 Bush has an air rifle in his fucking room, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that, kid, that kid's not well. Do you know what I mean? He's not well. Is that what every kid thinks their older brother's, like, cool room is like? It's got both... Lo- lo- just got loads of guns in there. Guns, porn, and Twinkies. Yeah. That's all. You, that's all a grown boy needs. <laughs> I'm, I'm still pushing this MAGA narrative. No, <laughs> he's, he's definitely got the flannel thing going on. Speaking of flannel, um, I do wonder if Kevin McAllister is actually a bit of a grunge pioneer with this, because once the family are gone, he fucks up his hair, starts going around wearing loads of flannel, um, mm. he's watching videos and one of the videos is a fucking Rolling Stones video which we never see him watch but I like to pretend he'd watch it because it would make it a lot he's more prepared. interesting he's a, he's a did you just insert that there like that, uh, no you know when he, you see him putting the uh, gangster movie on video yeah. I paused it to see what the other oh, videos no, were no you can't do that because that gangster movie which yeah. is named where well, it's, it's like a parody of Angels with Dirty Faces, the James Cagney movie. Which I have yet to see. Still. Really to good movie. Shame, yeah. Really good movie. Yeah. But it, that film is more iconic and more quotable than like 90% of modern cinema. I know most of the lines from it. You know, like, uh, uh, what's it? You better get out of here before I pump your guts full of lead. And then like, keep the change, you filthy animal. Like Yellow I, keister? That's what I take away yeah, from I reckon yeah, a, yeah. yeah, snake sent me. Oh, I don't know snakes. <laughs> you see, this is what I was talking about earlier with you lot growing up with this film and whimsy and nostalgia. And, oh, I could quote the film. The filthy animal bit. I mean, I know Macaulay Culkin says it at one point, but... It was... I feel like that is one of those lines, though, where you could probably say... Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. No, 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 he doesn't say that. He Does says, he keep the change, keep you the filthy change, animal. Yeah. Ah, you see, this just shows Does he say that in the second one, though? I don't know, mate. I've only seen this film twice. Because there's Angels with Dirty Souls 2. Oh, there yeah, is? Yeah, there's a sequel. In the second film. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. And in that one. Interesting. Trump's also in the second one. Yeah, Does Buzz, yeah, he is. Buzz should have a scene where he meets Donald Trump. <gasps> I want to be like you when I grow up. It's like a post-credit scene. Deleted <laughs> He also lies through his teeth to his family about playing a prank on Kevin in the sequel. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he like does... Um, members of the jury family friends and it almost comes up like hey, yes family friends you know like uh it, it like it could have almost be ripped maybe trump has ripped buzz's speech from the home alone 2 lost in new york absolute scum when you said that the other day i forgot that that was even the title what, like it's just home alone 2 to me it's not uh, home alone lost in new york yeah, see, for me, the important part of that film is that, ah, yes, he's home alone, but now he's lost in New York, so he's not home, but he's home alone again, but somehow. He, he's far from home. He's far from home. He is Spider-Man far from home, <laughs> is, 20 years early. Meanwhile, meanwhile, whilst he's, you know, a proto-grunger, like you said, 
He's a trashing, fascist. trashing his fascist brother's room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The house is being cased by what I think make the movie Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci, and it's it's a real shame that Joe Pesci never really did much comedy. Well, fun fact for this film: Joe Pesci actually uh, purposefully avoided uh, Macaulay Culkin on set so that oh, he'd actually this, have yeah. more of an effect when he actually sees him. Michael B. Jordan did the same on Black Panther. Really? Yeah, yeah Michael B. Jordan didn't talk to anyone on set, so he felt like he wasn't part of Wakanda, so he was even more distant. Man, that's amazing And then at the rap party, apparently, they just got bad fucking, like, loyalty. <laughs> they was like, yeah, guys, it was, it was just... Commitment. It's method. It is, it's it is. It's his method. Yeah. Joe Pesci's... Oscar accepted. Oh, wait, no, there's My Cousin Vinny, which he got an Oscar for, right? Yeah, that's comedy, yeah. And no, that's um, Melissa Tomei that gets the uh, oh, Oscar for no, that. No, but yeah. he got an Oscar. Did he? But I, was it for that, though? No, I know there's an Oscar. Marissa Tomei got an Oscar for... That, My Cousin Vinny. Which yeah. a lot of people like yeah. say is one of the strangest Oscar decisions in history. It is. She's very good at it, but... Um, Whether it's an Academy it's Award winner. Yeah. yeah, but he got an Academy Award. Was that probably for Goodfellas? I could believe one of those, but this you're talking about where he just got up and stage, said thank you, and got off. Yeah, yeah, even that is really hilarious. That's possibly the best Oscar acceptance speech. I don't give a shit about your religion or straight out. You know, what about when else? McConaughey got on stage and after Dallas Buyers Club and started talking about the Lord? Oh, and I, his word. I zoned out for that. Sorry. No, nah, that was the funniest bit because he stuck his bum out when he pointed to the sky, and I thought, yeah, that's proper. That's proper commitment. <laughs> so. As Kevin is doing all of his crazy shenanigans down under. Uh, down is this under. in Australia? Down film? under. That's the third film. It should have it been, been in Australia. Australia. Home Alone, down under. I mean, that's the American family film formula, isn't it? Like, you do the first one, you do the second one where it's repeat, and the third one, Australia. Yeah, it's in another Yeah, country. he could have gone to Paris himself or something, and yeah. they could have been like, Home Alone World. <laughs> <laughs> Home Alone World. Home Alone World. <laughs> Harry and Marv start like casing the place. You get that's actually the first time you see Harry because we got no, it's the first time we see Marv. Oh man, I, I always thought it was the other way around as a kid. So I mean, I'm getting more Marv vibes from Harry and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. can but, we just talk about Marv's fucking iconic, like counterculture Michael Nesmith level sideburns? No one fucking talks about them chops, man. They're sick. The Wolverine chops. No, Wolverine comes down like rides oh, the chin. Rides the chin you know, it. this one is like Jim Morrison under the fucking ear. And I'm looking at thinking, rah, man, if this guy was around maybe 20 years later, man, he'd be so cool. He wouldn't have to rob this house. Just go on the high street. He's a bit of a hipster, Do you know what he? I mean? Yeah. I, I, I see what you mean. God, them fucking sideburns, man. Yeah, Shit. You, he even uses the phrase G. Oh, he does. Like when they're talking about the house being really flash, he's like, "Yeah, it's really G, really." G. Oh, but that's like nineties G, where you got your arms folded over with your flavor. What flavor is the G? Watch. The G stands but for gangster. But you've said his his gear or something. I don't know. Not gear. He's, that's English. But you've mentioned now that he's a proto hipster. Yeah, but that's proto. Kevin now. McAllister yeah. is a proto grunger. Grunge. Yeah, he's one year before Nevermind and Ten by Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah, so. I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I guess you've got some mildly valid uh, argument on oh, that. It's very valid. You've got uh, they also refer to the house as the Silver Tuna. Yeah. Ah, oh, she's mad eighties man. That's not me. I don't know what that means. Yeah, let's talk about that because this film is a bit of a hangover from the eighties. Yeah, it feels yeah. more of like an eighties movie. 
I was. It's one of those like 1990. You see, is Terminator 2 1990 or 91? 91. 91. That's the start of the 90s for me, Terminator 2, as far as oh, like. Terminator 2 yeah. is very 90s. Yeah. Like, it's ahead of its time, whereas this is only a year earlier. Well, Predator 2 is a bit like that as well. Predator yeah. 2 feels like an 80s movie. End of 80s, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, before CGI shows up and people start making quote unquote ironic jokes, it's still the 80s. Yeah, that's something I only just thought about and I've never thought about. The stuntmen they must have used on this movie. Because yeah, it's all done practical, right? Yeah. yeah, all of them are practical. So these these stuntmen really put themselves through the... The ringer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they, there's, there's some proper grim shit in this. Um, can we talk about, I don't know if it's a kid or just a really small adult, but the zip wire stunt that Kevin does... How you get that convincingly where a kid fucking does that in camera. Oh, yeah, but it worked and it yeah. was done to great effect. In my well. notes, I even mentioned that I've even written that Kevin McAllister turns into Rambo. <laughs> oh, he does. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's like Ramboing his way across a zip line. He even manages to smash through the wood of his treehouse he's, he's a proper action man by the last like half an hour of the film right. isn't he sustainable damage everyone is like immune to pain in this film essentially yeah. marv takes a headshot point blank range from the air rifle and they even that would kill him and harry gets a shot to the balls which if someone shot me with a bb gun and the balls i would probably call it a night yeah, these so guys are determined is it this fucking movie that starts that whole 90s 2000s shit where getting hit in the balls is like the funniest fucking thing in the world i honestly think that getting hit in the balls was always funny it, it's funny when done right but when it's done no and but then i you mean get like the, i don't mean nah. I, I, i'm not like Talking about a degree of whether it's funny, done well or bad. I mean, I think the gag, like if you look at maybe something like Buster Keaton or something, <laughs> or, or or Laurel and Hardy and things, I reckon if you look back to even slapstick humor of like silent movies, you get some ball ball related pain jokes. Well, let's go back and look for the balls. Tom the and Jerry, man, getting kicked up the ass. No, there's no there's no willies in Tom and Jerry. Trust me, I'd remember that. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I have so many questions to ask. <laughs> I think we all do. Rule 34, Toby? Are you watching some Tom and Jerry related stuff? I thought it was 42, isn't it? No, Rule 34. Is it 34? Yeah. God, I Maybe Rule 42 is Tom and Jerry related <laughs> pornography. And that's what that's what you've been calling it the whole time. You're like, well, I only watch Rule 42. <laughs> <laughs> I only endorse like, Rule 42. Well, yeah. I know what I'll be doing And later. he's literally got the pose as well with his hands on his hips. I do. <laughs> I'm judging myself internally on a spiritual level. Oh, God. Uh, I, I, I feel like we missed a golden golden moment where uh, Kevin's family all appear in like little clouds around his head oh, like yes. head shapes and they fade in and out the bubbles the so bubbles and you get like the Kevin you're such a disease and Kevin I'm going to feed you to my tarantula that's the, that's the darkest one that is the darkest one is it I mean even as a kid you should surely look at this thing and be like he can't fucking eat me surely you don't know that you didn't know that at the time but everything Buzz says like Donald Trump is absolute <laughs> bollocks like, earlier on he's talking about old man Marley and he's like the body turns to salt then to mummies like or whatever in, I don't know which order but it, yeah. all of it is just ridiculous there's no science to it 
Yeah, he should be writing books at this point, right? With his imagination. Should he? What, <laughs> fucking catch her in the right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a copy of that secretly in his chest. In his book, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Kevin's a criminal, guys. He's a criminal. No, he steals a toothbrush. He steals a toothbrush. Oh, God So forbid. who was the real thief in this film? <laughs> Uncle Frank, Harry and Marv? Kevin. Or was it Kevin McAllister? Because he stole our hearts. He, he, he stole your heart, mate. My heart is um, in the I feel like somewhere. your child might be... Your, your childhood <laughs> might be... Your child. No, your childhood might be nearly as bad as Kevin McAllister's. I'm no! Not. Like, your parents neglected you from the film Home Alone. Yeah. No, it Who's was worse when... It here? was worse when Dad didn't let me go see Lord of the Rings. I say, that was fucking worse than this. My dad, like... My mum told me, my dad, I couldn't see it, and he just went and got the DVD from the shop because I know, he but wanted to see it that's so a good, much. That's a good come around. That's a good that's what we like, did. Yeah, we're watching it. Fuck it. Yeah. And my mum was like terrified I'd find the ring wraiths and everything like really traumatic. They were the coolest thing as a kid. Yeah, I thought it's the whole movie was just so badass. Yeah. Man. Oh, man, we need to talk about Lord of the Rings sometime. We do. Even though I think, like we said with Harry Potter, there are like millions of podcasts related to probably less now than they were in 2003 oh no the amazon thing i reckon oh yeah like Rings regurgitated it all again yeah. Um, um yeah so he steals the toothbrush and that's where the snow yes the fake snow i might add um, but then there's real snow there's real snow but then there's also added in snow apparently due to some parts of the budget they chose to use white snowflakes in the next sequence where obviously kevin runs out and begins to get chased by the police officer that and i reckon he would completely actually no everyone is just immune to pain in this film so him sliding on his knees across that ice dry ice that everyone is skating on wouldn't matter because no one's body functions like a real human body a man puts his foot down on a nail and he puts it down all the way no it's halfway by the way is it only half it's only half i i I always thought it was all the the way yeah so did i so i'm watching it again i'm like but he does get an iron to the head yes so And it leaves a funny mark in his head and everyone's like oh cool it's the walk from the iron isn't that so whimsical I also wrote this down, which I've never noticed before, but it's 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 really funny that Kevin also on one of his little escapades out in town, yeah, manages to do food shopping, including fabric conditioner, for nineteen dollars eighty three cents. There's no way. Why would a inflation? Child be- okay, yeah, but. That's a really cheap shop, isn't it? No, nah, man. I see photos from back in the day. That's a mirror where you can get like a cheeseburger for like ninety nine cents, bro. That's a cheeseburger. Like, no, no, not my massive my... amount of shopping. Yeah, like when you see her scanning it all. Yeah, that is a big shop. And then he also, stupidly, because he's a child. Ha ha ha! Let's laugh at he's a child. Doesn't double bag of shopping. I mean, can we acknowledge the fact that the child is buying fabric softener? Yeah. What child would think to do that in the first place, let let alone to double bag it? Maybe he's got to the point where all his clothes are so smelly that now he's like, hmm... Mum puts this because when he does pour it into the washing machine, he does do it like a child. He, he does it like a cake, yeah, yeah, proper right. expertly, right? Not- and that's another thing. That actually, I'll save it for later because it, it's the most distressing thing. I remembered it as a child, and and 
even now watching this film, it bothers me. But Stefan, I have a point to make about that uh, accumulated cost of the shop that you said. There is an item, lest you forget, that he uses a coupon on. Well, the orange juice. Yeah. He's such a savvy little man, this this Kevin McAllister. He knows how to save, He knows how to use a coupon. He's even putting aftershave on. Well, obviously, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know Kevin McAllister grown. I don't think he knows how aftershave works because he applies it to his face on multiple occasions. It hurts him. And yet he continues to do this. Yeah, he does it more than once in the film. Yeah, I, why? I, I, didn't I like always that. thought as a kid that if I put aftershave on, it would sting. And when I did, it was not so bad. Yeah, but you're not screaming into the middle of your like mirror like, ah! But you then you wouldn't get the iconic... Kevin McAllister scream face. This is true. We only needed it once, though. I think they could have done without the... Well, all the other sequels have the child on the front cover doing that exact same face. They do. Except Mm. for Kevin McAllister in the second one where Macaulay Culkin's got like a map of New York or something. I thought it was a newspaper. Was it a newspaper? I don't know. You lot have seen the film. Uh, No, no, no. I mean, it could be a newspaper. I I really haven't looked at the front cover (laughs) of the second film. We had the first one on video on yeah on vhs yeah but the second one i think we rented it and that would have uh, come in the blockbuster yeah generic yeah, box. case yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, he then um actually runs into marvin harry like they nearly run him over oh yes you you his, remember this because your version bit. kept yeah, it, it buffering. froze and it was buffering on the bit where they're about to hit him with the car and part of me thought would this be a better film if that he just allowed the car to hit him. Well, and then the rest of the film is just half, uh, half. It's their Brangelina, Brangelina name. Yeah. <laughs> their power couple Harry, name. Harry and Marv's power couple name, Harv. Fuck it, we're going to refer to them as Harv for the rest of this Harv, podcast. Harv group. Would that be the film where Harv spend the rest of the film trying to dispose of a dead body? <laughs> it would be a lot Would they be any good at that? Because they're sure as hell shit at robbing a house. No, I think they'd probably just put him in the basement and then when everyone got back, they'd be like, who are you? Where's our son? That's mad Um, dog, Kevin is um, at the post office. Why did you send our son to the post office? Uh, Because we needed to get a letter. (laughs) (laughs) A letter. He was collecting our presents. (laughs) They follow him, don't they, though? They like yeah, fully follow a child in a van. In the middle of the day. Which like, is really, what? really fucked up. There's a lot of pedo shit going on in this film. Like <laughs> Pesci the whole way it. through is kind of like, oh. Yeah, it's, like, it's like he's getting off on following McAllister. I think he might he be. He also so. threatens to rip his cojones off <laughs> yeah. and put them in motor oil. Can we just talk about the fact that that's a grown man ripping off a child's testicles <laughs> And putting them in fossil fuels. I don't think these guys are sane. No, that's exactly what you, they're saying. Is that like, what does he use to baste, baste? To cover the stairs. Sorry, it's because it's Christmas and basting turkeys came to mind. He <laughs> covers the stairs and what is that? Is that motor oil or tar or something? I just thought it was some sticky family movie shit. To be honest, <laughs> no, nah, it's from a proper little paint yeah. paint pot because he gets it out and he's got a gloopy, yeah, and it's like yes. a gloopy paintbrush and probably like, like emulsion or some rich man shit. Emulsion, sorry, I just em- emulsion, emulsion, em- emulsion. All right, I get it, I get yeah, it. I'm not sure you do. I've had enough of emulsion for no, that was the for joke. a while, man. Like, 
If I if if I ever look at a <laughs> ever again, you get triggered. I'm gonna get really triggered. Oh mate, yeah, it's gonna be my trigger word now. Well, that's Alex's fault. I said it once. <laughs> said it twice. <laughs> there you will be a sang third it time. twice. There will be a third time. The McAllister family are like at this point, like. Just, oh, they're trying to actually get their child back. Yeah, they've realised that Kevin is missing. They're generally trying Not to Not that the it. garage doors have been left open. No. Which is my biggest gleaming plot hole with this film. Is that Harv could have just stolen their fucking cars. It would have been a lot easier. And sold them. You could get a bit of dough for them. I'm you know surprised I mean? none of that, that didn't even take place. Like The cars are just left on the Well, dead. this film is a Reaganite vilification of the working class criminal. And obviously they're too dumb to know... That uh, really yeah. they could get a lot more for the cars and a lot less. Um... No, they're not playing very smart because even Marv has his stupid wet bandits thing. Where he's constantly leaving the taps on in all the houses and flooding them. Because oh. this is like calling card. All the best have like a calling card. Oh, I missed that completely. Did I just you? thought it was I just... I remember some... that because that's like brought up at the end as well. Ah, It's a good yeah. title, The Wet Bandits. <laughs> I like it. Sounds like what? a... Porno. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> why, why are they wet? Why are the bandits wet? Because they leave water running. Harry and Marth in the wet, wet bandits. bandits. <laughs> That'd be more like. <laughs> like with I'm, the porn music. I'm like. not feeling that bass bro. <laughs> oh, you I will, bro. You will bow, feel bow. it. I think it lacks groove. It lacks groove and timing. Do, 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 do. That's now just the theme to Oz. I thought it was a song pretty the, the theme to Oz kind of. No, that's a do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did, is that just the same thing? No, no, no. Do, 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 uh, it's, it's different kind of do, 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 do. I didn't realize that the Oz theme is kind of porny. I might not be able to watch Oz ever again. Never now. seen the show, but no, I kind of want to watch it now. Really bleak. You want to watch it because the theme sounds porn. Well, you told me in the past that it's bleak, and now I know it's bleak, but with porn vibes. I'm like, <laughs> okay. What? So, There's a lot of male-on-male sex in it. He likes that, right? No, you can't put that on the TV in the 90s, surely. Yeah, they did. Wow. Yeah, Oz is like proper groundbreaking. Ah, very gay. Wonderful. Do you think Harry and Marv end up in Oz? <laughs> They're in the last season of Oz. Yeah, no, but I... Like, well, we tried to steal some stuff and this kid foiled us and now we're in a maximum security prison. I do wonder if the film was made nowadays if they just straight up make half gay, like a gay couple. Oh, yeah, that would yeah. be... Uh, Disney quite, own quite this quite now as well, don't they? Do. they? Yeah, yeah that, that'd be a very Disney thing to do. Just make... And we have been referring to them as half. He, oh. They do quarrel like an angry old like couple married, as well. Yeah. It's like... You're, you're really stupid, aren't you? And he's like, I'm just... Uh, they definitely uh, do that on know. purpose. You, yeah. You're really sick. You're really sick, Marv. You, you're really sick. There's a love-hate thing going there. Yeah. Really. They do They do bicker yeah. quite some bit. So you know what you mentioned about the McAllisters looking for Kevin now? That whole part <laughs> yeah. of the film. Yeah, the main, right. the main so, part. Of the the main part of the film. Mm. There's a scene where they're sat in some, I don't know if it's a hotel or someone's house in France. The brother's house. Watching the brother's house, watching foreign TV. Mm. It's like a French just, New Wave movie, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but it just reminded me of like, you know when you were a kid and you'd go on holiday and you'd watch like the only TV that was available, mm. which was obviously in their language. 100%. Last few years, now you don't need to do that because you can just take Netflix shit with you. Netflix. That's completely dead. The and world it, has changed. And it was only when I saw these kids watching foreign TV I thought yeah you don't have to do that I know that sounds quite xenophobic almost but that was like you'd feel like I watched The Little Mermaid in German 
the TV show so many fucking times in 2002. Didn't know what was fucking going on, but I watched it. I can top this. In Poland, okay, this is something you might have to see to believe, but... What, Poland as a country, or...? (laughs) Well, for many years of its history... (laughs) um, No, uh, what it was was they put an American film on, and they keep the dialogue just in the background, like, lowered, and you'd have this one person read all of the dialogue in the same tone... Like the whole way through. That sounds terrible. It's <laughs> fucking awful. But like, that's what? how Polish people watched films. Good lord. It's funny you should say that after talking about porn because I've actually <laughs> seen a lot of pornos which are dubbed over like that, in which you have this Bulgarian voice like, "What are you doing, Doc? Can't you see? I'm fucking you." Are these ones you have downloaded? Wait, they do. No, no, no. This film is so readily available. You don't have to download it. Can I ask? <laughs> Does he do the voice of both the man and the woman? Yes. Oh! No. I'll give it to me. I'll give it to me. Guys, I'm not Did you manage sleep. to, like, enjoy? Oh, no. One of them, if you mute it, it's actually pretty oh, hot. Like, the chick's gosh. pretty hot. But the others, it's a, it's a lot of kind of... <laughs> Wait, you've watched this film more than once? Oh, no. It's do you a... have it on DVD or something? Is it no. your go-to? Oh, it's his go-to, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, My friend once found some porn at a bus stop in Orpington. In Orpington? Yeah, he found these just discs at a bus stop. We were having a house party and he just came in and put them on. And it was the most bizarre porn I've ever seen in my (laughs) life. I remember just thinking, like, who watches this? None of it was arousing at all. It was really disturbing. I can imagine you're loaded at 2am and someone just comes in off the street. It's like, guys, I found this porno on the floor outside. I just puts it on. What the fuck? What are you going to do? Are you going to walk out? No, but as in like, how can you... When does that ever happen? Like, you're talking about a series of coincidences. That's more implausible than the plot of what, Home Alone. that someone found some porn on a bus stop in Orpington and put it on a, a house pie. I don't, I, I don't think that's as uh, strange a conveni- convenience as, one, we managed to throw away my son's passport. Two, a child turns up perfectly at the right time for us to do a head count, including the kid. The phones go down and a repairman at the beginning manages to say, oh, by the way, the phones are going to be out so you can't actually call your child who might be at home. Right. Right? Like, th- these are literally a one in a million situation. So those. So more... finding porn at a bus stop. Okay. That's very plausible. I also love how this is a podcast about the film Home Alone. A, a children's family, film. And we've managed to get onto the topic of porn. <laughs> Well, we've just basically descended into what every male male podcast is. Tits. At least, at least we have diversity on our hands. Yeah, that's oh, that's, that's, that's what oh, we because, can say. Oh, because there are black people. In no, because I'm the only white guy here. That is true. So oh, I had to cheer for that. This is one of the only podcasts where white people are the minority. We can sell that in America. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we can sell Do it. Do you reckon BT Disney now. will put us on? No, 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 no. This Wait, is if, more, what if um, I was gay? If I was gay and white, would Disney pick this? That oh, would yeah, be a lot pick, better, pick yeah. it, up. it won't just be Spotify. Well, no, guys, be, be I have better. some news. Oh, really? <laughs> I like what you did with your hands as you said no, that I, as well. That it was... became very theatrical. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Where have we gone? <laughs> right, can we just get to the, like, the, they're they've looking for the family, you get that, and then his mum ends up, you know, 
uh, going on this cross-country journey to get back with to John her Candy. son. Yeah. With John Candy. And she meets John Candy, the king of polka. Yeah. Always good to see. Uh, the Polsky band. The Kenosha Kickers. That's a sick toe. I, I actually thought when, you know, he does the bit in the car where he's trying to comfort her for abandoning her child and he's like, oh, well, well this guy here, Jimmy, he uh, he doesn't even know his kids' names. Mm. Frank Frank's never met his kids. And then Eddie, well, let's just hope None of his kids write a book about him, which just implies the He's darkest shit on earth. Yeah. He also, I love John Candy, and John Candy's the only person on earth who can leave their child at a funeral parlor and play it off as a joke. Because <laughs> he tells them a story about he accidentally left one of their kids at a funeral home. And how they do. Oh, there's a kid. He's resilient. He got over it. Is this the conversation that they have when they're actually in the van? van? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to remember if that was a scene in Uncle and Buck or I started, <laughs> I started to think uh, about. Well, this is the second time Macaulay Culkin and John Candy are in a movie together. Culkin's an Uncle Buck, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's yeah. the little boy in yeah. Uncle Buck. But I thought of an even better spin off than, you know, the one with uh, uh, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin, uh, Peter McAllister and Cameron's dad. I actually thought of the Kenosha Kickers spin-off where we follow this polka band on tour and all the wild shit they go up to. Like, this is Spinal Tap, but this is the Kenosha Kickers. It's got to have a bit of Smokey and the Bandit in there. Oh, yeah, like that. that. uh, Blues Brothers. Yeah, that kind of vibe. Uh, John Candy's in that as well. For sure. Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh man, John Candy, rest in peace. Can't they just I turn into like the Warriors on on tour as well? Like they just get into fights with other like random bands. On no, you need, you need violence in this film, <laughs> otherwise it's not a film. The Kenosha Kickers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the craziest tour. And we'd spell kickers with, how do you spell Kenosha? Is it with a K? Or it's a with a K, yeah. It's, it's the Kenosha K. Kickers, cool. yeah. yeah. And then was... crazy in, with a K. With a K, yeah. Yeah, oh, I like this. And then let's get to let's get to the, the the bit that everyone remembers about this film, which is the most badass climax, where the film suddenly turns into assault on precinct thirteen, yeah. and Kevin takes on Harv. He's very strategic, isn't he? Oh, the way he lays the yeah. shit out. Oh, that's also one thing I've always noticed, and I remember as a kid, mm. the mac and cheese. He never eats his mac and cheese. He never eats his mac and cheese. Oh no! Yeah, I, I always thought about that cold mac and cheese that gets left behind. That gets interrupted before he manages to, you know, brutalize. Wow. You know why? Mac and cheese can wait when you're getting down to business. You know. You what know, I mean? maybe the unthinkable happened. Maybe they found the mac and cheese later. Right. Threw it in the bin and then made fresh mac and cheese that they could eat. Later. No one throws away mac and cheese, man. Yeah, you just put it in the microwave again. Yeah. And you know Peter McAllister's got a microwave. You oh. know that family's got it a microwave. It is 1990. You know, the microwave's about now. It's a lot more accessible. And you know he's got like... He's probably got two microwaves. Why would you Peter McAllister is so rich, he has two, two microwaves. microwaves. He has a microwave on top of a microwave. He has a microwave in his room. He just opens a little <laughs> cabinet and he's like, wait... I can have mac and cheese whenever I like, Kevin. (laughs) I'm an adult. I sleep in a cob. (laughs) (laughs) You think Peter McAllister has a car, man? Yeah, I'm just ripping off a cartoon. Um, I'm quite quite jealous that I wasn't obviously born during the release of this film because I would have loved 
to have that atmosphere in the cinema of watching the last act of this film. When you say boring, the extremely violent yeah, ending. Yeah, it's not that definitely. violent. It's, oh, it's kids' violence. He drops an iron on someone's head. Yeah. Oh, the sound design. Yeah. Because I watched the, you know, for preparation for this podcast, I watched every Home Alone film. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, it was something I don't wish upon anyone. Please don't. For, <laughs> for being the, I, I'd rather wish my family disappeared oh, <laughs> than, than this, than watch those films. The fourth one being the worst, just by a country mile. Because even this, this whole bit of this film where he does the traps and everything, and you see them get hurt and. It's just so shit in comparison. He doesn't build any traps. Mm. He's just kind of like... The house is automated with like voice control and he uses that to get to the criminals. Oh, because oh, 21st century. Yeah, yeah, 2002. Yeah. And then also, you've got the fact that uh, the sound design. Now, they use like all these After Effects, Special Effects, Boing. YouTube, you can find these Foley... Sounds on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in this, everything fucking like cracks and bangs and like you fully feel the pain that yeah, Harvick's. It's, it's quite visceral, isn't it's, it's it? Like it's like a Jason Bourne film, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Fuck it. This is just like a Jason Bourne film. He does. Jason Bourne uses household objects to he fuck does. people up. I swear he uses like a microwave in one of them to kill. Does he? I think it's like Born Automatum. He puts a trap in the microwave yeah, yeah, or something yeah, and like blows up the house or something. Bear in mind, I've not seen that since 07. So. Kevin McAllister is Jason Bourne. And James Bond. He's not James Bond! <laughs> <laughs> We've been through this! He... He has got a variety, but one always really, really baffles me is after the crowbar falling on their head, the iron, the... Ice, which is like you slip on ice, you die. Yeah, they stay slipping on ice for about five. They minutes. slip on yeah. ice multiple yeah. times. Mm. They have a blowtorch. Well, Joe Pesci has a blowtorch to the head and cooks the top of his skull. That shot's amazing. He burns his hand on a M, M the McAllister M on the door hand. That moment, do you not think is just a rip off of Raiders of the Lost Ark, where Top picks up the medallion in um, Nepal? And he comes back later and does the Heil Hitler thing, and he's got the medallion scarred oh, into yeah, his hand. Yeah, it's probably a you can't shamelessly back. rip off George Lucas and expect to get away with it unless you're George Lucas. It's a what about every film that has basically ripped off Star Wars and no one talks about? I talk about it. Titan AE, for example. I, I talked about it a few times in my book. I, don't, I just think that M is really like that's really gruesome. It's Raiders. As soon as I saw that, I was like, ah, it's Raiders. I can't really connect to the pain. What, what was I trying to... What I was trying to say, right? <laughs> okay. That there is this feather fan trap. Oh, in yes. comparison to... Everything else has uh, happened. The feather fan trap's a bit shit, isn't it? I think like, all he does is turns Joe Pesci into a chicken. He's trying to make you like, ah, look like an idiot. It's funny, because he looks like a chicken. He's a small chicken. Chicken's... Uh, do you know any giant chickens? Oh, well. <laughs> Did you guys ever play I Donald Duck? I tell you. Did you guys ever play Donald Duck Quack Attack on the no, PS2? No, I didn't. With no, that because no, I wasn't played giant... Home Alone the video game. Did you actually? No. Okay, because I still have my Super <laughs> Nintendo no, if you want. I just couldn't believe that there is a Home Alone video game. Ah, it's from the time. Which I just imagine is Donkey Kong, but with 
you know, half trying to get up and Kevin McAllister's just dropping buckets of paint on them. Well, you get a lot of side-scrolling movie games from that era like Batman Returns, Aladdin, and they're all kind of similar left to right shit. That was the worst video game of all time, supposedly, E.T. Oh, yes. Like, it's notoriously bad. I've seen the gameplay. It's just like Custer's Revenge. It's that similar kind of quality. Oh, My mum wouldn't like to hear that because E.T.'s her favourite film. Mm. Well, well, I a... love E.T., but there mm. is a terrible game made out of it. <laughs> There's loads of them. Licensed games are notoriously fucking awful. There was a golden era when we were children, and nostalgia aside, I maintain the fact that Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. No, that was an oh, that was a banging game. Still is. No, but in the in the sea, like there's thousands of licensed games you can like pull out one or two masterpieces. Do you know what was actually better than the film was Chicken Little, the video game. Never played it. It was really good. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's on topic because of chickens. Chickens. See, it's all come full circle. Um, one thing I <coughs> really noticed on rewatching this, Daniel Stern's awesome at screaming. Do you think his audition was just him coming in the room? They went, right, how would you scream if you got a nail in the foot Probably. or a tarantula to the face, which is a Chekhov's gun moment. Oh, the, the tarantula, tarantula escapes like right in, yeah it does it escapes uh, buzz's uh, room like quite early on over, and yeah. it's like constantly peering around the corner yeah and then finally kevin's like he overcomes his fears he picks up the tarantula ah uh, pathos yeah yeah I, I love the fact that they use the real tarantula as well added more effect i mean at that time it would have been a stop motion tarantula so you're really fucking happy that they Doesn't did use daniel stern Got a real tarantula to the face. Yeah. No, uh, what they did, and I could tell, was they did the same thing they did in Doctor No with Sean Connery, where they have plexiglass. Um, so in Doctor No, when it's climbing up Bond's shoulder, um, there's plexiglass, and you, if you look really hard as the spider comes, you can off, see it. You can just about see. Oh, but you that's wouldn't really well done though. But yeah, yeah. so they, I've um, never noticed they that. put pe- uh, plexiglass over in between the actor and the um, tarantula. I know what I'm doing tonight. Behind. Then I'm gonna go back and watch Doctor No and try and look for that. I'm going to go back and watch Home Alone again for the hundredth time this week after preparing for this fucking podcast and look out for this glass. <laughs> I fully thought you were going to just uh, with a go home by tarantula and put some flexiglass <laughs> over myself I mean, and just I see mean, if it works. I, I, yeah. I may do that. I may yeah. not. It's up I mean, for with your kinks after today's episode. Yeah, I, I have not even know. touched on my fucking kinks, James. Don't you start. <laughs> touched on my kinks. To be continued. <laughs> that was good. To be continued. Toby's kinks. <laughs> Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then... Oh, we're, we're forgetting the sequence with Old Man Marley in the church. I was, I, I was gonna try and, like, the deus ex machina of Old Man Marley saving. Exactly. Where Joe Pesci threatens to bite off all of Kevin McAllister's fingers. This man is a madman. <laughs> That's so fucked up when you think back on it. And he actually goes to bite them as well before Old Man Marley yeah, comes in. True. He would have to chew the first finger... Then plough through that and then ask Kevin to bring his hand back so he can get the second. That's an operation, could you, no pun intended. Could you almost say it's Deus Ex Marley? <laughs> ah, you, you could actually. There's no almost about it. He totally have. turns up, but in order for this scene, he the best scene in the whole fucking movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I know we keep saying the climax is the best, but the actual best piece of like cinema heartfelt moment is the church so i'm telling you now that scene got chris columbus harry potter because in that scene you have an older man a pretty young child they have a conversation a pretty 
young child. <laughs> a, pre- a fairly Relax. young child. Relax. Not a pretty, not a pretty ice. Um, okay. Pretty ice boy. No, 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 no. Pretty ice. Um, blonde, blue-eyed boy, Toby. Aryan race. Yes. Do um, you like me as a? <laughs> <laughs> Toby just had to pick up the microphone. Yeah. But um Would you like me if I was a child, Toby? Jesus <laughs> we keep going back to pedo conversation. This is a pedo movie. This is a pedo podcast. <laughs> hey, pedophiles aren't funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's an extremely dark topic. <laughs> I know we're called serial. But it's serial viewers. <laughs> yeah. It's not one of those many true crime podcasts no. that people weirdly listen to before bed. Oh, God. Oh, I forgot about it. Oh, um, the, oh Ma'am Ali. Chris, Chris Are you recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, still recording. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm so, going to leave all that in. No, of course. <laughs> so you have this scene where an older guy and a younger kid are having a conversation about pretty heavy themes, you know, about mm. he doesn't talk to his family and everything. Mm. And no one's patronising each other. The actors work well bouncing off each other. Um, if they're looking for people to make Philosopher's Stone... Bear in mind, you got a lot of scenes. Or just with, any kid's film. Or just, uh, no, but specifically Harry Potter, because you've got a lot of scenes but do you not get this with Dumbledore. Uh, do you not get this with also, like, uh, Gremlins? No, not Gremlins, sorry, The Goonies, because I know that... Um, oh, that's Richard Donner, that one. No, I know, but I think uh, John Hughes was involved was with the Goonies yeah oh no so John or, no or Chris Columbus the whole thing is I'm getting the two mixed up them. when I was like doing the research for this but I think one of them was involved in the Goonies and the interaction between adults and children in that yeah especially villains and kids yeah uh, is very heartfelt and the mature themes of you know like Chuck Chunk 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 making friends with um, Sloth yeah mm, yeah I think that interaction between adults and children is a really... Spielberg does that very well as well. He does. He does, um, you know, Sam Neill and the two in fucking... Just all of E.T., to be honest. Jurassic yeah, Park. Jurassic Park. But have you guys um, also noticed that, like, the length of these sequences, like, specifically in Home Alone, the sequence where Old Man Marley and Kevin are having a conversation in the church actually is paced very, very well. But by the time you get to the end of the scene, you realise, wow, this was actually a full-blown conversation. It's quite yeah. Nothing was cut out. There was no... You know, and considering cuts. it's a lot of um, shot versus shot. It is. Yeah. Right, so I'm convinced that this scene was not just the inspiration, but a direct influence on the Harvey Keitel film, Bad Lieutenant. Really? The church scene in that, yeah, I'm convinced. Are they not thematically similar <coughs> well, in every way, shape, or form? Here we go. Yeah, the scene in the church the in Bad, Bad Lieutenant. Le- the Bad Lieutenant and Home Alone share many similarities. Mate, what I'm saying is one comes out in 1990, you have this scene in the church. One comes out in 1992, you have this scene in the church. So all the scenes in the church... Basically, every film with a church wait, in it is wait, the same movie. Wait, no, like that's like saying because there's a dog in... I don't know Beethoven another John Hughes film right Beethoven that dog was inspired by the dog that they kill in Terminator 2 literally that's what you're implying that would be really fucking cool if it was <laughs> that would be really oh, fucking cool can we cool. talk about Beethoven one day I've never seen Beethoven oh I love Beethoven oh, it's a it. really like it's not good no I can but tell. it's like 
the perfect amount of cheese and family vibes. Like, you could totally watch it with a group of kids. But then the plot for that film's really fucked up when you think about it. We should do it. We if we do watch it, Beethoven, then I insist we watch Barney's Great Adventure as well. Wait, what? No, no. Yes. Why do you insist Are that? we going to go just become a podcast that talks about, like, family films? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but from this really warped adult perspective. Because in that case, I want to do Homeward Bound. You know, I've still never seen that, mate. Alex and I were talking the other day. If you grew up with the Disney videos, a lot of the time they'd advertise like the second one in particular. Yeah. But to this yeah. day, never seen it. Okay, here's the thing. We've had the whole them fuck up everything, the nails and all that. And I feel like people have always talked about the, the, the big finale of this film. I mean, it's just people getting beaten up for 20 minutes. Yeah, but it's well done. I'll give you that. It's well, it's well done. It's really There's, well done, um, and it inspired Skyfall. So you, you should surely give it yeah, points you should on give that it some alone. Ratings for that. To be honest with you, I think I've taken away some rings from Skyfall after watching Home Alone this time. Oh, so you blow up his house? Oh, it's definitely not Home Alone now. Yeah, that's the only difference, you know I mean? really. Because um, Javier Bardem shows up at the end and shoots Catherine O'Hara. Jesus! Oh, you've seen the film. <laughs> Imagine. Talk. <laughs> uh, she finally arrives, and this is the most one of the things I really, really, really bothers me about this film. It has as a child, him cleaning up. When the family all arrive, okay, get Catherine O'Hara has to have the the one to one with him. Yeah, I'm sorry, first, you know, yeah. I love you, and he's like, well, I've learned a lesson here that I actually love and appreciate my family. Mm. But you also get um, the fact that his, uh, the rest of the family will show up. And kind of almost undermines her entire journey to come home because she could have just waited till the Friday and got the proper tickets. Yeah, but it's about the message of the journey. Yeah, she she has to go to all that to really, you know, to get back to him, and it, she really does love him. The house is spotless. Yeah, there's some cat in the hat shit going on there. Man. Whoa, it's spotless, and all of the decorations are up fully, like you know, back in. And the there's all. It also bothers me that. What's it? Buzz's room's still fucked up because the final moment of the film is Buzz going, Kevin, what did you do to my room? After he's already like just that. gone, you didn't burn the house down. Well done. <laughs> he doesn't Car- say character like that. development, man. No, I like hearing that Buzz was distressed. But everything Buzz, <laughs> everything Buzz says would be better in Trump's voice now on a rewatch. I want to see, because uh, there was rumor of a, rumors of a Trump cut of Home Alone 2 that they cut, cut Trump out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I watched it the other day, and he's still in it on Disney+. Plus. still featured. Well, they cut out the N-word of the French Connection on Disney+, Plus, so it depends. Did they? Uh, Apparently, it was Friedkin before he died, but you can still get the the uncut version. I'm pretty sure my Blu-ray version still has it. It probably does, yeah. uh, It was a recent thing. Old Man Molly gets his uh, reconnection with his his son son and his granddaughter. Because he's got that whole thing where... I said some things to my son and, uh, you know, he don't want to talk to me no more. And and Kevin's like, well, you know, maybe you should just talk to him and admit that you're wrong and he's right, even though he's wrong, because that's the grown-ass man thing to do. Those were literally the words that he said. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think, um, old man Marley's son? Because I've got this weird feeling that he probably, like, it's the 60s in it or something. He goes off to join, like, a Manson family cult. And old man Marley's like, no, don't do this. They're they're killing people. And he's like, no, they're not, Dad. You just don't understand. The times are changing. And then the kids fucking went and helped Charlie Manson kill a few people and came back. Well, I don't think he'd be back with his family. No, he got away. He got away. Oh, he escaped. Yeah, no, no, he just got away. I think it's something more simple. (laughs) I reckon it's far simpler. I reckon it was a drunken dispute at Christmas a few years ago. (laughs) 
Old man Marley just turned around and was like, you know what? I never really liked your wife much. And his son was just like, you fuck. Get out of my house. To go even further, he says, I never wanted you as a son. (laughs) He's like, you know, you were an accident. (laughs) Rude man Marley. (laughs) (laughs) Bad man. Um, Right. Do you have anything else to say? Yes, about? I have one last point to make. Fucking hell. What, what else I do you have to about, say about I Home Alone? I could talk about this film forever. So the, the, the ending sequence where Buzz obviously shouts, Come in my room! Yum, yum, yum! And um, but obviously because this is directed by Chris Columbus, Afro mentioned, and also so was Afro Harry. Afro mentioned. Afro mentioned. That's very modern of you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you very That's much. Very contemporary. I expected to hear the du, 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 at the ending of the. Film. No, because it doesn't end with it doesn't end with Kevin McAllister waving like a gimp, <laughs> waving from the train, you know, like, from the window to all Van Marley's not just going. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take the piss out of Daddy Radcliffe's first day on set, mate. He's tried his hardest. No wonder he became an alcoholic. (laughs) Have you seen me waving out that train? Oh, my God, my life is over. Alex, it's funny you should say, have you made your point? Because you've kind of led me into the first of mine, which is, um, you know what Harry's wearing at the end of Philosopher's Stone, the red jumper and the uh, cargo kind of khakis? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's exactly what Macaulay Culkin is wearing at the end of this film. They're just exactly the same. Um, Just think that's funny, but no one wants to talk about that (laughs) these days on the internet. Um, But ultimately, I think, had this film come out, let's say in uh, 1969, 1970, I think it would have been framed as like a countercultural film in which Harvey Harvey and Maeve, Harry and Marv, (laughs) Harv, um, are the protagonists and they're going against these really Henry and May they're going against <laughs> Henry and May they're going against the system and at the end obviously like Easy Rider Vanishing Point like they would still fail because you can't beat the system man that's right you can't nah but like in the 60s they were the good guys and in the 80s they're the bad guys man so you're are you trying to say that in, in, this, in that version, Harry and Marv would, the good be, guys. would be the good guys in this film? I'm saying that he's already got the sideburns for it. All you got to do is give them different haircuts, man, and it's a counterculture movie. Ooh. Do they get in the police car at the end and they just start playing Steppenwolf? No, I think in, in this version, they'd get in the police car at the end and like... <coughs> Dog, dog Day Afternoon. Um, somebody brings out a gun and takes them out, but I won't say who gets shot in Dog Day Afternoon because you might not have seen it. I haven't. Him. You've not seen Dog Day Afternoon? Oh, you can uh, join me on it, man. I haven't seen it even. He's always both, made fun of me You're for both it. fucking awful human beings. So, and wait, there's other things, though. I found something recently that what? you haven't seen and what? I was going to vilify you for what it. What was it? It'll come back to me. Be... <laughs> <clears throat> in fact, it'll come back to me and I will mention it in a future episode Ooh. so I would like to wish everyone a merry merry Christmas yeah, merry have Christmas, a lovely guys. time uh, see ya yeah and uh, happy new year and thanks for listening and uh, this has been Stefan Toby Toby says take care of your livers this guys this holiday season Alex says buy all your family members presents that you can't afford and I'll see you in the gym in January take care now <laughs> <laughs>